0: Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist, and you are listening to Kairos Moments podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while, and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. The question I'm answering on today's episode is Can a woman be a Christian, a Christ follower, and be ambitious at the same time? My answer is unequivocally yes. Before we go any further, I think what we have to do is first define what ambition is and what it's not. Ambition is defined as a strong desire. For status, for fame, or power. But if you read the next definition, it is simply a desire to achieve something. So let me give you a little background into my story and why I'm even doing an entire episode on this topic. For years, ambition felt like a dirty word to me. I didn't feel like I should have any ambitions, especially as a Christian woman. Women were supposed to be meek and quiet behind the scenes. We weren't to make any waves, and we were to be receivers and followers. Those are all good things, right? I do receive from other people, and I do follow. If I'm honest, I'm still asking the Holy Spirit to help me be meek and quiet and humble. But that doesn't negate the fact that God created me to also do something with the dreams He's given me. It says in James 2 that faith without works is dead. God didn't call me to just dream something, to envision something. He called me to do something with the dream he's given me. And he's also called you, friend, to do something with the gifts he's given you. So in my mind, if I couldn't have ambition, I asked myself, what could I have or what should I have? And to me, the opposite of ambition was contentment. That sounded good, right? Scripture tells us over and over again to be content. But I was getting bumped with this left and right. The thought just didn't settle right with me that I was just called to be content. It felt like wah, wah, wah. And I struggled with it. I wrestled with it. But God began to bring some clarity to me. And I'm hoping that in this episode, you will gain some clarity also. There is a difference between contentment and resignation. And we shouldn't confuse the two. So here's the difference. Contentment is a peaceful satisfaction in the present moment. What is? It's not being consumed with worry or hurry. It's letting it's not letting time tell us we should be doing this or that. It's just simply keeping in step with him. Resignation on the other hand is fatalism that is disguised as a virtue. It's the belief that all things are predetermined and therefore inevitable. We don't need to pray. Why want something different? Why try to better something? It is what it is. Resignation is waiting for God to drop something in our laps. It says things like, well, if God wanted me to do this, he would open the doors. If God wanted me to be a speaker, he would have a big church, find out about me, and give me a call. If God wanted me to start a nonprofit for victims of sex trafficking, this person would prophesy that over me. Or if God called me to open, I don't know, an after-school program for underprivileged inner city kids, he would somehow magically give me a million dollars. You get the point. Resignation is waiting for God to do something instead of Acknowledging the fact that he's already done something and he's called us to move forward. So yes, Christian women can be content and ambitious. Ambition is simply a strong desire for success on some level. It's a desire to do something or to accomplish something that we've aspired to. And who are we kidding? Okay, hear me. Who are we kidding? And I can't stand this false humility who are we kidding to say, well, my job is just to be obedient. I don't care about success. Yes, you do. You care about success. Now, you know, it depends on the definition of success. But yes, you care about success. Philippians 2, 3 and 4 says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In that passage, God did not say, don't have any ambition. God did not say, don't go after something, don't pursue something, don't desire to achieve something. No, instead, he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. The key word there is selfish. Don't do anything that is only promoting yourself or putting yourself out front to gain popularity or fame. Do it for the benefit and the good of others in humility. Anytime I wanted to accomplish something, I felt ambitious and it paralyzed me. Satan played with my mind constantly because he knew I wanted to steer clear of anything that could remotely be considered selfish ambition. So what did I do? I didn't do anything. See how clever Satan is with that? I grew up in a Christian home. My parents accepted Christ when I was 8 years old and I did at the same time. I love my parents, but I was raised with pride comes before a fall. And I know that scripture, I think it's in Proverbs, but pride comes before a fall. So whenever I was celebrating something or something I did, something I accomplished, that was what was said to me. And don't let your head get too big, right? I said, I heard that all the time. I knew my parents' intent behind it was good, right? Their hearts were in the right place. But what it did was create in me a deeply rooted fear of walking in pride, a fear of other people asking, who does she think she is? Fear of them thinking I was prideful and all about me. But we know how many of us know anything accomplished in life requires some degree of ambition, ambition to do the will of God to build his kingdom and to serve his people. That's what a God-given dream is. If it's not in full-time vocational ministry, he's called you to do some good work, which he's prepared in advance for you to do. And we know that because it says that in Ephesians 2.10. As you are pursuing your God-given dream, there may be times that you do step into selfish ambition. We're human. God knows that, but he still calls us anyway. We need to trust the relationship that we have with our Father. We need to trust our relationship with God as our Father. If our hearts are pliable and soft and willing, He's big enough to course correct us if need be. And I guess even if they aren't soft, pliable, and willing, He has a way of rooting pride out of us anyway. So to help with that, surround yourself with people who are willing to speak the truth in love and not just tell you how great you are. I love and so need the few people in my life who are willing to get in my face and call me out on my junk. I have narrowed it down to a few people. Usually these are people I know who would be willing to speak the truth in love to me in spite of what my initial reaction may be. And these people are also ones who have invested in my life somehow. Proverbs 27.6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. God has ordained guardrails, if you will, to help us stay on that narrow path, right? It's not like we're just going to easily fall into the ditch because of pride, God has those guardrails on either side of us, his word, his spirit, and people who um, hold us accountable, people who invest in our lives. So reason number one as to how I know Christian women can have ambition is because God has differentiated between selfish ambition and plain old ambition. God calls us to do things but not selfishly. Number two, God wants us to plan and set goals, realizing he's the one who has the final word. How do I know that? Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. He wants us to plan. He wants us to hold those plans loosely. We are always holding them up to the light of his spirit, asking for him to remove anything that is of our flesh and our pride, knowing as we're keeping in step with his spirit, everything that is of him will remain. Anything that is of us, our flesh, our striving will be burned, right? In 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says, for we are co-workers in God's service. This is Paul writing this. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is our foundation. What we do builds on that foundation. And it goes on to say, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, one version says stubble, Their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward, and that's what we want, that well done, good and faithful servant, and other things that God has planned for us. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. We want our God-given dream, what we aspire to accomplish, to be done in His Spirit, building on the foundation of Christ. We want that to last beyond us and to not have it burned up in that final day. Now here is something I want you to write down. He establishes our plans when they line up with His will. He wants us to plan, but He determines our steps. Okay, let me say that again. He establishes us in our plans when they line up with his will. Number three, God wants us to do things enthusiastically and with excellence. This speaks to our motivations behind doing something. So we can have ambitions, but we have to filter it through some of these questions. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. The scripture tells us that we can have an ambition to do something as long as our motives are to please him and not to be seen or praised by other people. One way to test our motives is to do something that no one else sees, or to do them and not to expect the credit, maybe even having someone else get the credit. Can you imagine? Our flesh is such that we would not like that. But if we can be content in that situation, then we know our motives are pure. It's not pretty, but it's something that we have to test ourselves in sometimes. We need to ask ourselves, are we pursuing the applause of men or the pleasure of God? Number four, God calls us to humility, not resignation or passivity Remember, we said the opposite of selfish ambition is humility. It's not resignation. Philippians 2.3 says, Do not act out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but with humility, think of others as better than yourselves. Again, one way is to, to test this is to promote someone else. Be someone else's cheerleader. Kill that flesh, but crucify that flesh by doing something in the opposite spirit. This last scripture I'm going to uh, tell you is pivotal. It is crucial in walking out your God-given dream with ambition. It is Galatians 5.16. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you're walking by the Spirit, you're not going to easily gratify the desires of the flesh. We know in Romans it talks about our flesh and our spirit are at war with one another. God's Spirit in us they are at war with one another. But if we surrender, if we submit to the Spirit, we will not give in to the desires of the flesh, that ambition of being driven and wanting fame and fortune and power and prestige. We won't We won't be striving for that. We will be striving to please the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm passionate about. I want women to get their God-given dreams off the ground, all while becoming more grounded in him and who he's created them to be. So let me know if this message was helpful. Have you been stuck moving forward because the enemy has lied to you in this way like you did me? Were you struggling with your God-given dream because you didn't want to promote yourself? I hope you found this episode insightful, and I want you to go get into the Word and look up those scriptures because he has more for you. Hey, I've had lots of people ask me, How do I know if this dream, if my dream is from God or not? I have created a download of seven questions that I've asked myself throughout the years. And you can also ask yourself to help you determine if it is from God or not. We all want to know, right? We don't want to start something and find out that God had other plans for us. But these are the questions I've asked myself again and again as I felt led to do something, but I wanted to know if God was calling me to do this or if it was in my own head. This is especially if you've prayed about it and you don't seem to hear, yes, do this from him. These questions will help you filter out things and help you make wise decisions in how to move forward or to wait. All you have to do is go to stuffofheaven.com. When the pop-up comes up, Put your address, your email address in there, and you'll get an instant download. So I hope this episode helped clear some things up for you. You can be an ambitious Christian woman. We are called to hold that tension, that tension of ambition and surrender. But it's our responsibility to do the thing while keeping in step with him. See you next time.